Hey everyone, I'm Chris Hall and you're listening to the Downtime Podcast, where we delve deep into the gravity-based side of mountain biking. First up, I want to thank our supporting partner for the month and that's Wahoo. Wahoo are a market leader in road cycling, but still relatively new to the mountain bike world. However, they're serious about getting stuck in and are already supporting top athletes like Tani Seagrave, Danny Hart, Wim Masters, Brendan Fairclough, Loic Bruni and a few more. And I'm stoked to have them supporting the podcast this month. Wahoo kindly supported my training for the EWS 100 in the Tweed Valley earlier this year. That means I've been using Wahoo products since November last year, and I've personally found them all to be really intuitive, robust, and a great addition to my riding and training. Their GPS watch, the Element Rival, provides you with everything you need for tracking your training right there on your wrist. With customizable profiles for each activity, it's your perfect companion for riding, gym sessions, indoor training, and plenty more. If you want a GPS computer to mount to your bike, then you've got the Element Bolt or Roam to choose from. I've been using the Bolt, which is the smaller of the two. It's got fully customizable data screens on a really easy to read display and it connects to your phone to make setup a cinch. I've also had a Wahoo Kicker Smart Trainer, which has been invaluable for targeted interval sessions, allowing me to really take my training up a notch. Pair the Kicker with Wahoo X, their one-stop training and virtual racing platforms and you never know, you might even start to enjoy some indoor training too. All of those pair with the awesome Wahoo Ticker heart rate strap, which is super comfortable to wear, feels great next to the skin, and it gives you the most accurate heart rate data for all your training. You can check out all the Wahoo have to offer over at wahoofitness.com. While you're here, don't forget to subscribe or follow the podcast so you never miss an episode. There's buttons to help you get that done over at downtimepodcast.com forward slash subscribe. You can get some merch at downtimepodcast.com forward slash shop if you want to help support the show. I'd also love as many of you as possible to get behind our print project with the awesome team over at Misspent Summers. It's called Downtime EP and comes out twice a year. And it's a timeless, beautiful piece of mountain bike history to have, hold, read and cherish. You can get single copies of back issues or save yourself a bit of money by treating yourself to an annual subscription all over at downtimepodcast.com forward slash EP. All the links you need for all of this stuff are in the show notes for the episode over on downtimepodcast.com. Also, you can get in touch and give us a follow on Instagram and Facebook where we're at Downtime Podcast. All right, trash-free trails are an important part of improving the environments in which we ride. And just as importantly, they're helping mountain biking be seen as a positive addition to the outdoors communities to which we belong. In addition to that, they've got some incredible projects that touch other really important areas too. The EWS in the Tweed Valley was a trash-free trails approved event, so while I was there, I took the opportunity to sit down for a catch-up with Chloe Parker and Rich Breeden to find out what trash-free trails have been up to over the past year and what awesome stuff is still to come. I personally feel like it's really important to share and promote their great work, so without further ado, here's Chloe Parker and Rich Breeden. Chloe Parker and Rich Breeden, welcome to the Downtime Podcast. We're sat here in a field at uh, the Enduro World Series in the Tweed Valley, which is super nice to be able to do. You don't very often get to sit in a field in Scotland and be warm and dry. Um, so that's good. And we're going to catch up on the progress of Trash Free Trails. So we had Dom on the podcast in July 2020, so nearly two years ago. And uh, and you've made leaps and bounds since then and, and done some really good work. But let's start off and find out a little bit about you guys and your involvement in Trash Free Trails. So Rich, we'll start with you. Um, yeah, how how did you get involved in the first place, and and what is your role now with with Trash Free Trails? Sure, yeah. Uh, so yeah, like I said, I do have a tendency to waffle on this because it is it is a it's quite a, a long a long story to be fair. Because uh, my background is in event management and hospitality, and um, 
yeah, for a, for a long time, that really wasn't doing what I needed it to do for me. You know, it was it was earning money and, and I was having fun, but it wasn't really fulfilling me. It's fulfilling me in many ways. Um, so yeah, I, I you know took some time out and um, decided that what I was interested in is why how people think and and uh, why sport and exercise motivates them to do the to do sport and exercise. Like, why is that motivating for people? So I went and did a uh, couple of months uh, sports psychology course. Um, I just what I was more interested in was the psychology and not so much the sport. So then I went and did a psychology of mental health, um, and I was super interested in the nature connection side of things because that was kind of my own journey yeah. um, coming from a pretty bad place, discovering exercise in the form of mountain biking as it goes, believe it or not. <laughs> um, and in the outdoors more broadly. So really at that point I was just wanting to help other people with my journey mm-hmm. and that the only way I figured that I could be able to make that into work was just telling everybody about it. Cause I didn't have my own idea really. Uh-huh. Um, I had I had an idea, but it wasn't any good. So I just told everybody that would listen, really. And I can't imagine how many people got bored of the <laughs> same story from me because I was just like, if I keep doing this, someone will hear me. Um, and it was actually Beth that heard me while she was working quite closely with Dom in the kind of early phases of Dom's research for the yeah. State of Our Trails report. And um, he wanted to include this Nature Connection mental health side of things into the work that Trashy Trails was already doing at the time. And... We had some ideas around like doing a recovery program for uh, people with clinical uh, clinical mental health problems mm-hmm. and stuff, but we were kind of, it was one of those things where we thought it was a really good idea, but we couldn't, maybe it wasn't a good idea or something because okay. it wasn't happening. Um, and then one thing led to another and I was giving him some advice on a volunteer basis and then I did a couple of reports for the Autumn Little Watch, which I think was pretty close to that last, um, that last uh, podcast you did with him. And then I did the annual impact report and then I came on board full time and it's kind of just developed from there really. So it's a, it's a nice, nice progression. Yeah. And you're the first full-time member of staff. Yeah. First full-time member of staff and the first full-time member of staff to get a promotion as well. Good um, work. I mean, can add that I am still the only full-time member of staff. <laughs> I mean, Dom, Dom works full-time as well, but the other half, like, I don't know where he does fits all the time in, but he does hit the masters as well. So yeah, fair play. So what's your like, job title if there I'm is such program a program manager now okay. uh, it was project coordinator before and then nature connection nutcase but yeah. <laughs> before that so <laughs> very nice good stuff man that's a nice backstory yeah let's um before we go too far let's remind people what trash free trails mission is sure is that something that's in yeah your yeah mind? so we put it at the front of every document we have it's, yeah. it's the start of most of the talks and stuff that i do and you know if people haven't heard of us then that's where we start so yeah we exist to protect our trails and the wild places they take us to uh, and the mission is to remove 75 percent of single-use pollution by 2025 and reconnect people with nature through purposeful adventure very nice yeah very admirable uh admirable cause. goals yeah yeah for sure <laughs> Chloe, let's chat a little bit about you. Tell us a little bit about about yourself and like what attracted you to Trash Free Trails and how you became involved. So I stumbled across Trash Free Trails on Instagram um, and I already did uh, a bit of litter picking in my own time. So started, you know, getting a bit engaged with them, tagging them in posts and things like that. And then I met Dom and Tom, uh, who's an A-teamer, at a Save Our Rivers cleanup at Kendall Mountain Festival. Got chatting with them and eventually they invited me to be uh, one of their ambassadors, uh, the A-team we call it, um, which was really cool because um, it was something that 
I actually really love the idea of, you know, the adventure side of like sport and then also the environmental side of it as well. So yeah, it was didn't great. We, didn't we rope you into the first meeting you had was the the fairly major Red Bull one? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do you want to talk about that a bit? It was, it was, I mean, so I can, I can talk about it, but if, if it was quite, it was cool to have you in there as not only like not part of the organization but also someone that's super passionate about what we do that's interested but we just sort of said chloe do you want to come on to this really important phone call yeah i know <laughs> i had no idea what to expect so yeah it was nice because i got to see like everyone else that's involved trashy chills and like have a chat with them and then it was like oh, okay down to business like we've got this really important question like <laughs> should we should we work at red bull um and then it was well like, everyone was quite undecided like it was quite a big thing for us to to step up to um but I'm glad I was in on that conversation because there were a lot of points I'd never even like considered and it kind of, you know, yeah. the great thing about like Trashy Trails is there's just so many people from so many different backgrounds that being able to like gauge from their own experience and like get an idea from them was, was ace. And, you know, we did decide to work at Red Bull in the end. So it yeah. was good. What is that relationship like then? Because it's, I mean, it's a tricky one. Like you said, I can see why it's something that was thought about a lot before you got involved in it. So... I don't know if actually you might be better answering yeah, that yeah, question. Sure. Uh, so it, it, yeah, but sorry, it's uh, it was a very like considered process. So yeah, so they're consistently found as the number three most found item in the state of our trails report. And for many people, they think that's skewed because it's it's considerably more on their trails and in their, their wild places. So they always get tagged in the Instagram stories and stuff. And um, one of their uh, media team, I think at the time, uh, messaged back from that red bull instagram and said you know essentially we're fed up of this and we want to do something about it how can we get involved and that was kind of where it started and that's where these discussions came around so that was with our steering group so i think there's 10 or so on the steering group now that we gather once every quarter really to with a couple of big questions like that like should we work with someone like red bull um and they were just interested in a couple of things. And actually, it's kind of why we're, why we're here, TFT approved. They were really interested in the race event side mm -hmm. of things. So that was our first interaction with them is with the process of Hardline. Mm -hmm. And um, in advance of Hardline, um, the, the Red Bull team were super, super helpful with it, with, with the event accreditation process specifically. And yeah, one thing led to another and they, they filled in the, the score sheet and gave us some feedback on it. And so that was really great for us to have Red Bull Hardline as one of the first people to give us any feedback on a project from a tiny CIC with 10,000 Instagram followers, you know, so yeah. that was really cool. Um, but as with this, you know, you get, you get excited for all this kind of things, then you've got to remember what you're, what you're, what you're doing and who, you, who you're working with. Right. And the thing is, if, so that now long story short, they're, they're now strategic partners. So they work with us on a strategic long-term basis, um, alongside Trek, Bosch, the North Face and Kamut. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, they, the relationship centered around TFT approved, but they work with us kind of consistently. And for us, the, the, the kind of the thumbs down approach to working with Red Bull is the obvious, you know, like, why are you working with this brand who, you know, sell a questionable product maybe to some people? Yeah. Um, and, you know, the, the litter is found everywhere and it might not be seen as the most responsible um, environmental outfit, maybe. Maybe I shouldn't, I probably shouldn't go that, but <laughs> no, that's fair. I think people there there will certainly be people out there that have that opinion. And yeah. it's good to see that you know, the relationship that you've had and the exposure you've had to them is that maybe that underlying is different. They want to be involved and they want to help 
changed that impression that a lot of people have, right? That's certainly the impression we're getting from them. Um, And, you know, we we exist to protect the trails in our wild places and remove 75% of single-use pollution. Um, We don't, we cannot cater to the health of the nation, nation, right? And um, if, if, really, if you don't work with, with people like that, then how are you ever going to change the behavior of their consumers? Yeah. You know, because they have influence over their consumers because they, you know, they there's a marketing department that convinces them to buy the product. So for sure they can, yeah. you know, make a difference of where the product ends up when it's done. Uh, it's just not something that can happen at the flick of a, a switch and it's not something that can happen without a long and considered process. So yeah. that's where sure. we're at at the minute. Yeah. But interesting to be hopping on calls straight away like that. Like, <laughs> really. Yeah, no, it was intense, but it was good. Like, yeah. No <laughs> messing around. I do actually love Red Bull as well, so I was like, this is there pretty go, cool. Yeah. Like, yeah, thumbs up from me. Like, <laughs> good stuff, good stuff. Yeah, tell us, you mentioned the TFT approved stuff. Who's best to kind of take us through that that program? Because that interests me a lot, the way you're kind of helping events improve themselves. Do you want to go for it and I'll fill the gaps? Yeah, yeah, sounds good. <laughs> yeah, so um, what we're launching this weekend is the Trash Tales Approved, um, which is a self-accreditation scheme um, that we're trying to get events um, involved with. So basically, we give them a checklist of ways that they can make their events more sustainable and reduce their impact, including their single-use pollution. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then once they've ticked that, they'll get a score and then they'll get like either a bronze, silver or gold thing um, like badge that they can then put on their branding and put them then be like, look at us, we're Trash Hotels approved. And hopefully a lot of people will engage with that and be like, oh, that's actually really good to see. Like, you know, sustainability is really important and especially now more than ever, I would say. So, yeah. and, you know, events like this, like most people here, I'm assuming are mountain bikers or at least enjoy being outdoors. So, you know, that's something that they have a connection to and they want to protect. So if they yeah. can go to events that are like, oh, okay, like Gold Star, then, you know, yeah, I mean, it, yeah, good job. <laughs> um, so I, I, you know, I've had my head down in TFT approved for a while. So it's supported by EWS and Red Bull in development of the program. Yeah. And really, with with this kind of thing, event managers don't have a lot of time to do stuff like this. So we've tried to make it part of the process rather than a sustainability thing that you have to shoehorn in. Uh-huh. And also, you know, we we do what we do, but event managers do what they do. So it's kind of ironic in many ways for organizations like us to you know come in and you know say this is how you should do things because you know I, like i say i used to manage events but nothing like this yeah and, and nothing on nothing on this scale so we can offer pointers and we can offer help and stuff but really it's down to the event providers themselves the exhibitors the, the people who make the event to make it more sustainable right mm-hmm. so that's why we're looking to develop it to exhibitors vendors riders teams um and that kind of thing so we're putting together a little focus group uh, of riders and teams to to develop it like that yeah. as well. So give us some examples then, like tangible examples of what is different here this weekend as a result of that program. Like what's changed for the better? Okay, so um, I'll just give you a couple of specifics. So I was here last year and it was uh, it was it was a different event entirely for many reasons. Um, but the like that there were they one bit of really good feedback that we we gave them is they used a lot of race tape where they didn't need to use race tape on Mm -hmm. the course is one thing but they were taping up areas of the festival like the car park and stuff and it's just a simple thing that like you don't need to do that so that saves you race tape and that saves that saves plastic there's way more recycling bins here there's more water refill points um so yeah it's there and that's the other thing there's always something to celebrate and it's not like we're going to come in with this 
you know, hammer and say, this is wrong and, you know, but make a big song and dance about things because, like I say, this is the complicated process and planning an event from start to finish is just as complicated. So, so as long as there's improvements made every year, then that's... That's great, you know. I mean, I, I hate this, but every little helps. Ching ching. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I can't help it. I have to say it at the disclaimer every time. But yeah, yeah, and it's hard to move the needle from not great to perfect overnight, right? Like, it's yeah, going to yeah. take you, the industry and the sport time. Sure. Um, and don't don't let perfect get in the way of good. Yeah. It, um, you have to know what good is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's a toolkit, right? So if people are running events now, they can kind of download a toolkit from the website. Is that right? And yeah, so that's that. what Chloe mentioned. That's yeah. the the checklist. And yeah. there's to, to accompany that, there's a really nicely designed uh, guidance document, um, as well as the the assets. And and like I say, like at this stage, and and as with most of our work, we don't want it to be like this polished product for people to just consume. And we'd rather work with people. So if someone says, "Oh, actually, Trashy Trails, this this bit." doesn't work for us yeah. is there anything else we can change or something like that that's really that's better than taking it on giving yourself a score oh we didn't get a score see you later yeah we'd rather ha hear back from you uh -huh. so we know how we can develop it to work for you rather than just saying here's this thing that we created with red bull and ews two of the largest event providers in the world um it, you know it doesn't work for whatever small race down in yeah, you know, yeah. South of Cornwall or whatever. <laughs> nice. And it's been picked up by quite a few events, right? There's some some pretty sizable events that are using the, the checklist, yeah? Yeah, so like, as we mentioned, like Hardline, EWS already, uh, we've had like some smaller races as well. Like, well, so I say small, Naughty Northumbrian's a pretty, yeah, yeah, pretty yeah. mega so pretty event big, to be yeah. fair. So yeah, we've worked with them. Um, Tommy helped us develop it last year and he, they really took it on on board hugely yeah. and that, that was I was so impressed with how that event I'm really really glad it's not going ahead but uh, Brother in the Wild is like a gravel event uh -huh. um, down south they, they're taking it on and Love Trails Festival Steel City Downhill guys worked with us on it um, gave us some feedback so yeah I mean it, it's out there so head to the website and uh, <laughs> click download and let us know if you've got any, uh, got nice. any questions on it yeah that's good to hear <laughs> Chloe I'm keen to hear a bit more about the A-Team because I've seen kind of posts from various people i know tom hill quite well has been involved in richard baber but yeah give us give us an overview of like what the a team is and how that all works because it's a big part of the function of trash free trails right yeah definitely so the a team is a group of uh rural volunteers uh that work directly with trashy trails um so there's like 35 of us at the moment i think rich isn't there and we're based all over the uk we've even got some people in like nepal and uh, like New Zealand and stuff, which is really cool. And basically, Ireland. an island, yeah. Sorry, Ireland, sorry. Oh. <laughs> Ireland. No, there is a guy in Ireland actually, Trash Free MTB. He's there out go, there. Yeah. He's not quite an A teamer, okay. but he's adopted our uh, ethos and stuff. So, yeah, it's cool. Nice. Sorry. Yeah, so like <laughs> the A team, so we're based all um, around the country. And basically, we just, uh, as well as just doing like our everyday like trail cleans, we kind of like step up and so, like, for example, like I'm here at the event this weekend, uh, helping out on the stand, trying to get people engaged. I run like local, um, like litter picks, um, at my trails and stuff and just try to be that person that like gets more people engaged with, with what, with what we want to, the message that we want to spread basically. Yeah. How, like, how does that work? Is the A team like capped or can people join it? How does that fit? So as far as I'm aware, the A team sort of like, you kind of get invited into it. So if you've sort of, I guess shown that like you know it's something you're you're dead keen for and if you're motivated to get like get things done then you know I think it was you that messaged me one day and was like hey do you want to be part of the A team and I was like 
Obviously, yeah. <laughs> as long as I get to be Murdoch. Like. Yeah, there's, no, <laughs> there's, no, um, there's no strict like recruitment process. It's okay. not like you have to do this amount of trail cleans or have this many photos or likes or whatever. It, it's more about you know whether whether you can display the same values as us and whether whether you're really passionate about what what it is that you're about and yeah. that's another really key thing like Chloe does a lot of trail cleans but that doesn't mean that every member on the A team has to do loads of trail cleans because that as with everything we do just because that's the central central part of the mission doesn't mean that that's everything yeah yeah because yeah. the comp the, the comp right? the problem is hugely complex yeah. and if we're going to you're never going to tackle it by just picking stuff up so that's why it's really important to connect to communities so um two of our oldest uh i say old <laughs> two of our um longest serving <laughs> a team is ross and marv they ride for trailhead yeah um so they wear uh they race with the welsh and joy series loads ross does pretty well marv does pretty well and they're they're always wearing the logo the whole trailhead team wears a logo and they, they chat to people at events about TFT approved. And, um, so they might not do, you know, regular trail cleans yeah. and hammering out the hammering out that, that side of things, but they are spreading the word. Yeah. And, you know, there's, if you can imagine one end of the trail, the, the trail clean spectrum where there's people doing trail cleans every week, every day or whatever, then people doing them once a month. Mm -hmm. That's, it all makes a difference. Yeah. And people offer, you know, support with photos. Pete Scullion's here with us this weekend. He's an A-teamer and he's giving, he's offers his services to us as a photographer as well as helping us out with trail cleans and yeah. stuff. So it's a really broad spectrum of, um, of people involved. So yeah, I mean, it's, you can, anybody can be a part. We just ask that, we kind of get to know each other for, yeah, okay. for a period of time first. Cause it, it can be quite intense. Like what, what we, cause there's some of the questions we, we kind of put to the guys and some of, some of the, the involvement, it can, can be quite a lot sometimes. And we'd rather make sure that that works for everybody yeah. before just saying off you go kind of thing. Fair comment. Fair comment. You obviously you mentioned that like the litter picks and stuff, which is a super important part of things. You, you guys have done a lot as well around kind of, education community involvement that side of stuff mm -hmm. i saw a video of i think it's called the trash mob yeah uh stuff that joe shui's been yeah. running um yeah tell us who's best place to tell us a bit about that because that was a i mean just watching that was pretty incredible it's very like <laughs> i know that film was intense film. isn't it <laughs> <laughs> yeah um yeah i mean i i'd like to think i'm i'm probably best to talk about it yeah you, it's, you can go it's very the trash mob my, camera stuff, um, that's, yeah <laughs> That was kind of what I where I started with, okay. with this. So Dom came to me and said, "Yeah, we were having this advice on education stuff." And he said, oh, "I've spoken to this teacher in Wakefield who yeah. wants to um, get involved more." And we were like, "Hold on, we've got the opportunity to deliver what I was talking about. That you know, the thing that we were kind of searching for that might not be there." And we found that it was there in the form of these kids that had just been discarded by society, arguably in mainstream education that were just looking for like ownership and belonging and looking for identity and purpose. Like we've all been there. Like we've all been a teenager, young kid, like just struggling for purpose and identity. And, yeah. and imagine like, you know, I'm, I, I can't speak for everyone here, but I was quite lucky in the way I was brought up, but imagine. And so I've been able to, you know, ride my bike and go outdoors and stuff, but imagine never being able to do that. Right. Imagine never being able to like, climb a tree there's some weird statistic put out by the guardian a couple of years ago that 65 percent of kids under 10 have never climbed a tree Whoa. and that's worrying to say yeah. the least and then if i can't imagine what it's like these days so we're giving these kids opportunities to just opportunities really and it, for us it was mountain biking just because for, you know that's that's who we are yeah. but it doesn't have to be that so yeah the trash Mob academy is a youth engagement project that seeks to improve 
self-esteem, confidence and overall well-being in perhaps people that need it the most through environmental awareness, little education and outdoor physical activity um, with another boosted booster, obviously, of um, picking up single-use single pollution yeah. and rubbish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's, you know, it, it, it's such a great project and at the minute we it's another one of those ones that's constantly developing and at the minute it's we've got a couple running there's someone in liverpool running it actually with kids on scooters so oh, nice. that was a cool story she she rang me and said that she works uh louise her name is i can't remember the name of the school now but they work with refugee kids uh you know largely can't speak english yeah. they get excited about going to the supermarket um and you know we're getting them opportunities to ride scooters around their local park and do some nature connection and stuff so it's ticking along but we've got some cool plans for it um in october uh yeah, so yeah. Is it, should, should we yeah 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 so yeah, yeah. in october we're going um going to take the trash Mob academy on tour so yeah. we're going to visit um three locations maybe four um and sort of camp up probably it'll be bike park wells hopefully so maybe this is the first time you hear about it martin so i hope you're keen <laughs> <laughs> um and uh somewhere in sheffield because we've got such a great community up there yeah uh, and then somewhere somewhere up here as well perhaps with uh, another academy we're working with in in inverness and we'll set up camp if you like yeah. and deliver that uh deliver that to people that, that schools that want it yeah yeah. yeah 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 and that's so we've been supported by Kotick um on that and sprayway and hope yeah. um over the last couple of years so that enables to you know put food on my table and it enables us to be able to visit these places and do these do these amazing things yeah, for, yeah for kids that's that fantastic you could see i mean i'll link the film in the show notes but you could see how much those kids got out of that like the buzz yeah. that they had and that you know like they were enjoying all of it they were enjoying picking the litter yeah they were enjoying riding the bikes like experiences they'd never have that will definitely have had a big impact right it will shape i think so what it, they you know believe about themselves i think like yeah um it's one one quote that baybutt said in in the film it gets me every time he said something along the lines of uh they're kinder than they know and they're stronger than they know and people like that you have to pull that strength out of them because they put up these walls and they get violent and aggressive and racist or whatever it is but that's not like who they are yeah, yeah that's yeah. that's their you know coping mechanism for the mechanism, for their yeah. um for, you know for what's happened to them when they were younger yeah. so you know you can't in many ways you can't blame them for that and what you certainly can't do is brand them as delinquent and you know, toe rags or ragamuffins or whatever it is you want to call them. It's, yeah. That's not the right way to go about it. It's about providing them with a different opportunity. And you know what? This is my quote from the film. If It doesn't even matter if they don't like it. You've given them the opportunity to see that there's, A, that it's not just them. Yeah, yeah. And B, that there's people out there that want to help. Yeah. And C, that there's a whole world out there beyond your four walls that have probably been tri quite traumatic for yeah, the whole of your life. For sure. Yeah, it's an incredible <laughs> um, piece of I mean, work. You know, we worked with people like that and they're the, the schools that have picked it up, Yeah, interestingly. Um, but that's not to say it wouldn't work for anybody. Yeah, nice. And it's, yeah, a, a part of Trash Free Trails that I guess maybe less people know about but is incredibly powerful. So yeah, I would definitely encourage people to go and watch that film and I'll, like I said, I'll stick it in the show notes. because For sure. It's a good watch and it's amazing that you guys are now able to go and deliver that kind of on a wider spectrum because it was, I guess, a bit of a pilot. Yeah, well, it's not, you know, so. we haven't got loads of money and we, I wish that we could be able to just roll it out with hundreds of thousands of pounds, but we can't do that. So what at the minute it exists on the website that you can, you click and download some packages if you're interested in the more longer 
the, the, the six-week program that's so lesson plans, risk assessments, worksheets, workshops, presentations, assessment frameworks. Um, just give us an email. All the contact details are on there and yeah. we'll work with you to make sure that works for your kids because we could have just uploaded it and we want 50,000 schools to do this. But then I wouldn't know who the guys from that film are. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't yeah, yeah. know you know, the names of the people that we're working with. And that's really important to us, yeah. to me as well. So Nice. I like it. That's cool. And every year now you, you have like a, a get together that I think you visited Chloe, which is the, you call it the state of our trails summit. Yeah. There's the, yeah. Go for the state of our trails summit. And uh, there's the 18 weekender as well. We are quite lucky in the fact that we do get to get together at least once a year. So, so last year I went to our first state of our trails uh, summit. So we've got our state of our trails report, which is obviously a first of its kind kind of research study into single use pollution. Um, so we went down to Bangor University, which is where Dom is doing his master's research. And we got a load of brands together and they came along. Um, and basically we had a load of speakers. We, we talked about... Um, what the results showed which was really good because obviously that was like our first year of like the study properly so like it was the baseline results which was so interesting to see and Becky from Plotter had like like done an amazing illustration of it which you can you can find on the website as well showing the data um and we had a couple of like speakers as well like Anila McKenna came along and like talked about diversity and inclusion um in mountain biking which obviously we're all for as well (laughs) Um, so yeah, it was a really cool event. It was great to see everyone together and seeing like some of the big brands just being so involved and interested and really keen to like, oh, well, wh- what can we do to help? Like that was like mega for us to see. Like, and yeah. that was my first like big trash to trails event that I'd gone to other than like just trail clean. So it really like felt like a full circle moment just being like, oh, okay, cool. Well, like th- that's those guys and they're like here and they want to, they want to pick up litter with us. Like, this is great. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Super good. And I, I, lo- I was looking at some of the stats from, I think the most recent report. So 522 trail cleans in the last year, which is in itself incredible. Yeah. Uh, 4,589 kilometers of trails cleaned. 4,700 kilos of trash removed, which is kind of scary in itself that there's yeah. almost a kilo of trash per kilometre of trail. That's yeah. probably a pretty good... I haven't actually pulled that average out, Chris, so thank you for that one. <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's makes... Yeah, that's about right. Yeah, kilo of trash per kilometre makes sense. As well. yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that, yeah, so that's the more. stuff that we've counted. And I think we, we did a little calculation as to the amount of State of Our Trails reports versus what we think is going on out there so yeah, this guy, okay. i can't remember what the statistical term is but the kind of hidden data yeah um and it's around 12 percent of people we we capture 12 or 13 percent of what is actually happening right okay. um and we did that through uh we worked that out through using the instagram mentions yeah. versus state of our trails reports okay versus what we know is going on anyway yeah, yeah so yeah. we kind of I mean, I'm not a mathematician, so I'm not going to try. I don't know what the formula was. Yeah. <laughs> but if you could maybe, you know, the speculation in Dom's literature review is that there's four to 23 times the amount of land-based pollution as there is ocean-based pollution. Yeah. So if we can use that to kind of inform that as well, you could maybe multiply that those numbers by 10 yeah, and yeah. you wouldn't be too far off. So, but that's the thing, you know, that's why we're here and that's why we're, Dom's doing the State of Trails report is because we don't know. We don't know how much is out there yeah. still. <laughs> it's crazy, isn't it? But 1,547 volunteers is, is incredible. It's it shows amazing. that the amount of noise you guys have made 
and the shift that you're starting to create is really sticking, which is ace. Five pro athletes involved in the last year or so. That must yeah. be nice to see. Yeah, yeah, that's that's getting that's really you know this year has been has been great for that with the the Trek athlete videos that you might have seen yeah. and we've spoken to you know we spoke to Bernard at Fort Will uh, and. Yeah, I mean, it, it, what we don't want to do, like these guys are a lot of the time, they're professional racers and they've got, that's what they want to do. So we don't want to, we're not, you know, we don't want to pester people that aren't, that's not their focus. And we totally get it that, you know, that when you're focused on something so highly that you, you've you got, that's what you want to do. So that's fine. But when people are interested, it's really cool to see how interested they can be because the the Trek guys, we only gave them a couple of sentences and they, they really went off their own back and... um yeah, went above and beyond kind of what the ask was really. So yeah. that was really cool to see. And uh, yeah, you know, we're, we're tiny, like I say, and if we can leverage those platforms just to spread the message and to get more people involved, that's great. And, um, you know, we, do, we don't really fussed about likes and shares and that kind of stuff. It's just, if, as long as we know the work's getting done and it is, that's that's kind of what matters. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, and the reach is definitely growing, right? There were some pretty big numbers in the most recent State of the Trails report on that, yeah. like the amount of people you've got to through. I mean, Don was on Blue Peter, right? You guys were on Blue Peter. I don't know about that. Maybe maybe he was. We were back on, on a country, country file. Country yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so James McKeady like yeah. uh, got on Country File, which was amazing. Like sitting, I watch Country File anyway. So then sitting <laughs> there and being like, oh my god, that's trashy trails. Like that is, you know, like my mom's going to be watching this. My grandma's going to be watching yeah, this. Yeah, like, it's getting to millions <laughs> yeah. at that point. Mainstream media is good for, you know, because I think I'd like to think we're fairly well known in the mountain bike kind of realm yeah, now. Sure. Um, and I think in, in if this event's anything to go by, like the amount of people that this even so how long, how long ago is October? Nine months or so. Yeah. Um, there's way more people now that are coming up being like, oh, I've seen you guys doing this, this and this rather than last year. It's like, oh, what are you doing? And that was like every person last year, whereas this time it's a lot more. So the national stuff gets us beyond yeah. this world which is great because we are riders runners and roamers after all it's not just because the problem isn't restricted to mountain bikers and that's kind yeah. of where our broader remit comes in around you know trashy attitudes yeah yeah but it's good that, that it's the mountain bikers that are leading the, the charge leading the charge it's, yeah uh, definitely we're yeah. not always the most welcome in the outdoors and no. that's been challenged even more recently through lockdowns and the you know the volume of people so for us to be the people that are doing the good stuff well, I say us, you guys <laughs> leading the charge, but like, yeah, it's nice to see mountain bikers in that really positive light yeah. in the outdoors. Yeah, yeah, and that's, you know, I've got, um, you know, at the weekender we did, a, so at the 18 weekender, which we'll talk about shortly, we did a like a, what is, what's it like to be part of the trash mob or something? And one of the big things that came out of that is changing perceptions of mountain bikers. And whilst that isn't part of our mission, it's definitely part of our remit because we are mountain bikers and what we're doing does improve the, our image, which is great. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. So you mentioned the 18 weekender. Yeah. Chloe, you're obviously there. Yeah, <laughs> I was. I'm still recovering. <laughs> um, so one of the best things about Trashy Trails, I, I do a lot of voluntary work, um, but Trashy Trails like, really value your time as a volunteer, which is which is really nice. So one of the things um, that they do is uh, every year they take us on an 18 weekender. Um, so like last year we were at Stay Little um, in Wales near Mickenclith and it was, what was it, like three days. Um, and we did a couple of like workshops. Um, we, we made a film about our do-it-ourselves toolkit, um, which is like um, basically so that people can be like, okay, right, this is easy. We can go do our own trail cleans because they've told us like a nice little thing. So we made a cool video. We worked with like Sam Dugan on that. Um, so that was a good workshop and we went out riding and some people went out just like running and just 
like, you know, it was it was more of a fun weekend. Like sometimes it is nice to take off the, okay, we're just out here to pick up litter. It's nice to take off that hat sometimes and just, you know, go out for a ride with everyone yeah. that, you know, because like oh, we live all over the country. So being able to get together with the people that, you know, yeah. you're so similar to in the fact that you're so passionate, yeah. but also you're so different, but we also just like riding bikes. So that's <laughs> let's great. Do it's that. great to hear. Like I've not actually asked anybody, well, of course we have, I've not asked you directly about what, what, what that was about for you. Uh, so it's definitely, it's good to hear. Everybody <laughs> had like a different experience of it. Right. Um, so for, from the organization's point of view, it was really important to a bring everybody together for that like team building you yeah, know yeah. more traditional team building and but also to like these guys are the heart and soul of what we do right so yes we need to look after them but they also need to be you know i don't really like the word empowered because even by saying it you kind of disempower people but <laughs> it, that whatever that word is <laughs> yeah, um yeah. and equipped to to be able to do that because yeah. it's, it's fine to say oh these guys are heart and soul of the organization but that can be quite a lot of pressure in itself right so the workshops that we did the end product was those films, but from the organization's point of view, that really cemented that nine step process into the heart and soul of our organization, mm -hmm. not just the individuals that make it up, but the kind of entity as a whole, right? So you've got individuals in the A team, but you've also got the A team as which you've got to treat as the kind of group, yeah, right? Cool, so group. you've got the yeah. group to manage as well as the the individuals and that that's what that event was all about really um so we did uh were you did you come to the the train the with ed and al from oh yeah so the, first day um we went to is it quaddy brennan yeah, we went to, yeah. Oh, sorry if i pronounced stuff wrong no, <laughs> <sorry>. <laughs> not very good with Welsh. nobody is um, so uh we went with pedal mtb and they ran us like a free coaching session um which was awesome because I did not know how to manual and now I, now I can. <laughs> um, but no, it was really good because we spent like the day with them and they, they talked us through some of like the leadership's side of things um, as well. But yeah, it was, it was a really good fun day out, like in a sense yeah. that we like learned a lot, but also um, it was something that like when they were talking about their leadership stuff that we could then apply when we take people out and they're really nice. They like give us discount on courses and we do want to do like guiding cool. and stuff because they work with British cycling. So, so yeah, Pedal really nice well. uh support the A-team uh -huh. um, as well. So they were on the supported by roster, if you like. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that leadership training was part of like, it's a slow, slow process, but we're looking to develop a trail cleaner trail clean leader mm -hmm. qualification that people okay. can attain so that you know they're more listened to by local councils and and risk assessments and, yeah, and that okay. kind of thing if you've got a badge yeah. this is just a world we live in isn't it yeah, if yeah. you've got a badge that says you're a trash free trails i guess a tft approved trail clean leader yeah. then that should you know because it can councils can be difficult you know like they say that you can provide litter pickers and they can do stuff for you but you know we were talking about this the other night weren't we and it sometimes that doesn't always happen yeah fair so. enough. there's always <laughs> some red tape somewhere yeah and you you picked up on that chloe the, the do it ourselves toolkit for trail cleans i think that's an important thing that we mentioned right because that's probably the 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 resource that most people listening to this could go grab and do something really positive with yeah so a lot of people come up to us like oh the work you're doing is great like how, how do I get involved? Like, when's your next trail clean? And like, the best advice I can always give to people is if you want to help, just, just go out and do it yourself, basically. Like, that's, that's the best thing you can do. And if you can take some friends with you, even better. So, uh, we launched, it's called the Do It Ourselves Toolkit, Dio. Um, and it's basically nine steps. We call them the nine R's. 
I'm not going to list them though because I always get it the wrong way around. <laughs> um, <laughs> but basically, if you want to go out and do it, then you know it's like just easy to follow steps of. Well, this is how we do it. Like we usually go out first and have a look, see what litters around before we then eventually remove it or like recycle it and then like report it. Mm-hmm. Like it just basically breaks it down in simple steps. Um, and then also it's like well then if you look at it, you're going to be like, oh, maybe I will report it for the state of our child support. You know, I'll be a citizen scientist and I'll get involved. And, you know, it's really good that it's just there. And if you don't want to download the pack, like we did make a really cool video um, at the 18 Weekender. So (laughs) you can see the nine steps there. Nice. It's all on the website, right? Easy to find. Yeah, everything's on the website. We deliberately, um, the kind of, the the backstory to to the DIO toolkit was that we created it as a deliberate, link to a psychological recovery program so the deeper like part of definitely my involvement in this work is that the process of taking action to protect something that you've come to know and love in the form of whatever it is your favorite trail yeah or even just a place that you love whatever um that is good for your you as well as the trail yeah so it makes sense therefore if you're going to create a toolkit for people to you know, improve a place that it should work for them as well. Right. So it's, uh, recognize is like, you recognize that there's a problem. So that mirrors CBT for before you, before you, you know, go through any sort of treatment with any, anything, you need to know there's a problem, plan your route. There needs to be a way out of it. Uh, rally your community. So that's get help, um, remove. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's the obvious with with the litter. It's remove what you can, but remove is, you know, take action on the problem. Yeah. Uh, record. So write about your problem, write about what you've done, write about the journey, write about the people that have supported you in that journey. Recycle. I'm still looking for the one there, but I think there's something in making something useful out of yeah, the problem yeah. that you've, you know, um, you know, yeah, so making it into positives from it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Building, building up your kind of psychological journey yeah. as part of that process. Um, report. So tell everybody about it. Yeah. Because if you don't, then nothing's going to change um reward so it's important this regardless of what you know people might think that just picking up a bit of rubbish every now and again where you're on a bike ride is actually quite easy but if all you ever if if that's what you do every time you're on a bike ride like i don't know about you but i have to tell myself that like on this ride i'm not picking anything up because i can't do it every time and i'll stop enjoying it so it's important that you give yourself that reward yes okay um and then repeat so keep doing that process until you don't have to anymore. <laughs> nice. Yeah, that's cool. It's a nice way to look at it as well. Yeah. Like the, the the positives for the human as well as the positives for the environment. So I think that's really important because we're we're part of nature, yeah. right? So for us to keep insisting on considering ourselves as not part of it, as this kind of separate entity, that's why we're in the situation that we're in. And if yeah. we continue to do that, then we'll it would only get worse. So for me, that's that's what the you know reconnecting people with nature through purposeful adventure that's it you know that's that's where we need to be i think yeah and i think that all of our work does works towards that in many ways just remind us what the website address is for people that are just trashvtrails.org um super simple yeah it'll go in the show notes and we'll mention it again before we finish but yeah people are thinking oh i'm gonna go and look at that then that's where to find it give us a, a heads up then to some of the stuff that you got coming up we've mentioned the trash uh, trash mob academy kind of tour so that's a real positive you've got more events coming up that are tft approved are there, yeah, are there yeah. other bits and pieces that you're working on that we can talk about yeah sure um 
so purpose of adventures is the is the next big thing um I, chloe you've not you've not had you've this is probably the first time you're going to hear a lot of this i was going to well. say <laughs> i don't know what <laughs> so this one is for everybody much. listening including chloe who's right here um yeah so for us purpose of adventure is is that key to the key to it the key to what what we're, what we're here to do so for us now it's the the leave no trace idea is is great and it's 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 served a great purpose but i think that now you know the the very fact that we exist says that it's not quite there yeah. it's, it's it's missing a little something maybe and we think it what we should be doing is leaving a positive trace mm-hmm. and, you know i say should as if it's kind of an impulse that people need need to do but in order for us to make a positive change, you need to leave a positive trace. You need people yeah. need to know where you've been and you, you, you need to tell that story. So this summer, we're going on a summer of purposeful adventures. Um, so the Trash Free Trails team, the A-team, uh, other ambassadors and uh, the the Trash Mob in general, we're going to be going on adventures, you guessed it, with purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, whether that's, we've kind of bringing that into kind of four realms. So places, protecting those places that you you find yourself adventuring in. Uh, people so it's not all about the place the place is like I said we're all connected to it it's, yeah. it's there's a community that revolves around that place so if you can leave a positive trace in a community whether that's doing a trail clean with a community or whether it's going to do a school group or just going to say hello to a local bike shop or something it's about what is that positive trace that you're going to leave when you go on your next adventure um, planet so do, are you making a bigger impact are you taking a so uh, Rupert and uh, some of the guys from MB UK actually last week went on a, uh, a survey of a, a hill in Exmoor yeah. to measure hill, summit to sea and that will be a bigger impact for the planet uh-huh. and then interestingly just regards to what we we're just talking about is personal like, are you going on this adventure for personal reasons and what's that about so yeah we'll be doing that and telling stories in some mainstream media we're going for a national media piece with that one so we've got Sweet. it'll be MB UK MBR uh, I think Cranked are doing something for us as well nice. Um so yeah, we're just telling those stories and we're hoping to use those stories because I don't know about you, if you see people going on these big like adventures, it makes you just, you know, oh, I'm just going to go and run my bike somewhere, you know, like, okay, <laughs> I'm just going to go and walk the dog uh, just because you can watch the movie and then it makes you hype to do stuff. Yeah, but sure. we'd like to, you you know, take that and make it more purposeful yeah. so people can find their find their purpose in their everyday adventures. Yeah, totally. So, for those, you know, for those kids that I was talking about, the like going to Asda, though they, you know, that's what they get excited about. Yeah, maybe they can get a bit more excited about something else that's that's the walk or, yeah. and 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 how they get there and what they see on that journey, just through watching one of our films or reading yeah, one of yeah, our yeah. articles, maybe. So yeah. that's that's where we want to go with that one. Nice. Um, I, yeah, I mean, we've got loads coming up. <laughs> um, so you mentioned we mentioned the summit briefly before. Yeah. So that's taken on a whole. Um, it's it's yeah, it's just more <laughs> we've got uh, a festival this year yeah, so that's awesome. got the purposeful adventure festival okay. um, so we hope to grow that into a proper three-day uh festival style event with you know music and we'll be leading purposeful adventures but for yeah. the moment it's uh two days at a campsite in north wales yeah um it is invite only so i won't give away <laughs> the secret <laughs> location just yet um yeah, so we, we'll have uh, a film night um, yeah. and we'll have a similar kind of workshop session to create the films around the Purposeful Adventure Toolkit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then on the Monday, we will be at uh, the State of Our Trails Summit again. And yeah. this time we're supported by Trek, obviously, as a, as a strategic partner, but also really interestingly specialised and Santa Cruz ah, all nice. together on, on yeah. the same bill, if you like, which yeah. is, as right. we all know, pretty pretty rare. But the, yeah. the 
it's kind of a no-brainer, at least for us, because you know we're, we're here to discuss the state of our trails, not how many bikes you're going to sell next yeah, year. It's totally. got nothing to do with that. So it's actually it's paid out with Santa Cruz that's, that's supporting that. Yeah, and the kind of evolution is that with that is we want it to become, or we hope that it is possible for it to become. Um, uh, its own entity yeah. so we don't have to run it all the time and it exists in and of itself yeah, yeah, so yeah. uh yeah red bull are, are, that will be there as well along with Bangor university um so we've got some some speakers that are looking to yeah work towards that state of our trails alliance we are looking that's not gonna but well, that's a bit star trek i think <laughs> we're not quite there yet but um yeah any any suggestions for the for the name of the State of Our Trails Alliance, let us know. <laughs> okay, good stuff. Yeah, it's incredible. And more staff getting hired. Don was telling me you'd had like some crazy amount of applicants as well. Yeah, yeah, wicked. yeah. It was it was hundreds. Uh, yeah. So we had two roles, digital community activator and program officer. Um, so yeah, that's just uh, part-time roles. So we got, uh, yeah, three 300 odd applicants. That of, of the 300, a good amount of them were just, you know, clicks on Indeed, not real yeah, applicants. Yeah. But there was probably a, you know, 250 actual applicants. Yeah. Um, and we're interviewing next week, actually. So brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> That's really good to see, mate. Yeah. It's so cool to see what you've all built together and the impact that it's already having and clearly mm. like big, big things to come and lots of progress. So, yeah, I think on behalf of everyone that listens and uses the outdoors on a regular basis for their hobbies, um, thank you. It is much needed and incredible work. Awesome to see. I'll stick a load of links in the show notes, obviously, to the website, which is <laughs> www.trashfreetrails.org. Perfect. And I'll stick some links into the Do It Ourselves toolkit, um, the Trash Mob Academy video, because yeah, be I cool. think that is a piece of Trash Free Trails that maybe people haven't seen as much of and I think is super powerful. Um, it's cool to see brands getting on board. Hopefully we see more of that and more money coming your way to, to help you do more. Um, yeah, it's been really cool chatting. Lovely cool. to see what you're up to here. Keep doing it. We need it. Um, and yeah, if, if people are listening and, and feel the, the want to get involved and do more, then find the kits, tag what you're doing on social media and talk to you guys and girls, I guess, around the country that are doing stuff, get involved in trail cleans. And uh, yeah, we'll take it from there and big things ahead, I guess. Yeah, yeah. sure. Cheers, well, Chris. Thanks for <laughs> yeah, it's a pleasure. Thank nice you. One. Cheers. Cheers. All right, that's it for this episode with Chloe and Rich. I really hope you've enjoyed listening. Don't forget to check out their website that's packed with resources to help you help out too. That's over at trashfreetrails.org. A massive thank you to Wahoo for supporting this episode of the show. If you want to get your training on track, then Wahoo have got you covered with reliable and robust technology like heart rate monitors, bike computers, trainers, and your one-stop shop, the Element Rival GPS Watch. You can find out all about them and get your hands on them over at wahoofitness.com. Here's a few other links that might be useful to you too. Downtimepodcast.com forward slash subscribe so you never miss an episode. Forward slash shop to support the show by getting yourself some merch. And forward slash EP if you'd like to get your hands on copies of our lovely print project, Downtime EP. As always, spread the word and make sure as many people as possible are listening. That's it for today. We'll have another awesome episode coming up really soon. But until next time, get out and ride. (laughs) 